Sonic States. So hello everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk number 202 after our Christmas break, a week off and of course our terrible Skype fiasco where Skype was down. It's now up, which is good and so I'm uh, I'm happy to say I report that I managed to connect with uh, numerous guests this week uh, of which uh, I hope you all, tr- I trust you all had a great Christmas. Uh, first of all I want to say um, thanks to all the guys in the chat room, we've got quite a bumper crop. I guess you've all been... Uh, You've all been, well, but hopefully bereft without us for the for, for certainly the last mm-hmm. week. Um, last week, what was I doing Wednesday? I think I went out for a walk or something. I did a lot of walking. Anyway, uh, welcome everybody and hi in the chat room too. Remember, if you've not in, enjoyed the chat room, uh, come along 4pm UK uh, on a Wednesday. UK time, uh, sonicstate.com forward slash live. There's a live stream and live chat room, and it's all uh, usually works, and it's working today, which you'll all be pleased to know. So let me now introduce my local guests. Uh, well, nobody's local, actually. We're all down the wire. So we'll start with the furthest away, who is uh, Rich Hilton from Connecticut. Uh, Rich, how the devil are you? Very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, feeling kind of good. I feel like I'm prepped. I've spent the week just kind of sitting around trying to break all my NAM um, back office stuff. And so far, fingers crossed, I haven't. So I think it might be working. <laughs> Woohoo! Well, wow. good luck <laughs> So that's with that. good. Yeah, I had a great Christmas and a really, really restful one, actually. I had a really nice time. It was, uh, it was wonderful. I hope it was the same for you, was it? Yeah, it was. It was very nice. And I, I want to wish everybody, our friends here and our friends out there and everybody, a uh, happy new year. And, uh, yeah, me too. I second healthy that. Healthy 2011. Let's certainly hope so. I think it's shaping up to be good. Anyway, welcome, Rich. Uh, MySpace.com forward slash Hiltonius. And uh, I guess coming back to the next nearest, I would probably be, I'm guessing, probably Mark Tinley. Hello, Mark Tinley. Mark Tinley, likebeing.com. Um, how are you, Mark? You had a good Christmas? Hello. Like yeah, I've had a lovely Christmas. It's all gone swimmingly well. I did see one of your tweets go past saying, I've only got 10 chocolate bars left. So I'm guessing you probably had quite a chocolatey Christmas. <laughs> we had a phenomenal amount of chocolate. See, the thing, that's the thing. If you give up drinking alcohol, which I did several years ago, you have to eat lots of chocolate to compensate. I've heard it's mandatory. I started smoking, actually, but I can't get on with it at all. I think the government are going to have to come out with some kind of um, uh, kit you know, to get me into smoking, because I've bought a pipe, but every time I have a go on it, I just end up feeling really, really sick. So it's not, <laughs> you know, I need to get should... gently back into, like, nicotine addiction, you know. <laughs> well, I don't, you're not supposed to inhale it. Maybe you should try some fruit fruit tobacco, if you, oh, no, if you no, will. No, no, I'm, I'm not inhaling it. Oh. I mean, it's so heady, this tobacco. I bought this really weird tobacco, which is like uh, tobacco leaves all wrapped up in a kind of a rope, and it's called Oliver Twist, and it's so unbelievably strong that just getting the pipe going is enough to, like, knock you off your feet. I mean, It's, it's like smoking <laughs> autumn leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure I should condone tobacco smoking, I, 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 but uh, I just want to say uh, – uh, that my partner has given up for quite quite a number of times. She's done very well. Only had a couple, and she's she was a proper smoker. So, well oh, right. done to her. Well, happy new new year to everyone there, and everyone yeah. who's listening. And- yes, indeedy. Uh, well, let's come. Let me think. And, and ne- next nearest is uh, Dave Spears from G4Software.com, makers of fine software instruments. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. Happy New Year to you and all. Yeah, it's been good so far. So, you, did you manage to get some time off, or are you working like a dog? 
Yeah, blimey, it was mental. I was I, both Chris and I kept on up on support over the Christmas period. In fact, we had a race on Christmas Day because normally we do get people email support on Christmas Day, and we were like, "So who's going to reply first? And he beat me. And oh. then we and then we took sort of days off. I went away for a couple of days and whatnot and whatnot. And then we came back, and yesterday all hell broke loose. We had absolute mayhem with the website. Oh dear. So, uh, what, good mayhem or bad mayhem? No, no, it was all bad. Oh Two lots of bad coinciding together. So, yeah, apologies to anybody who tried to get through yesterday, but it was fixed this morning. So, Well, that's good. It's always nice to get stuff fixed. I'm hoping that's not what's going to happen. I remember once when we were in the air on our way to a show and uh, our database server just blew up. Couldn't do much about that, I can tell you, until I got... The, and then when I got the other end, I had really bad internet access. That's a terrifying oh, feeling. Oh, yes. Darkness is. at the time of a show. It's like, ah, oh, no, please no. Anyway, it was, it was I'm not even going to think about it. Chris and I just uh, were on chat yesterday, and we just emailed each other, saying, uh, just chatted each other and said, that'll teach us to take a couple of days off. <laughs> well, it wasn't while you had the days off, was it? Uh, no, thank goodness. Oh, well, yeah, but, yeah, I so think it, it was just kind of waiting until we got back. Wasn't you? Anyway, well, um, welcome also. And um, the, the the closest to me in geographically is uh, Gaz Williams, uh, our Welsh producer from Bristol. Who uh, I'm I'm guessing I'm, you probably made a couple of albums over the Christmas holiday, didn't you? Or the, one of the busiest chaps. <laughs> I've actually I've actually had a bit of time off, but I have to Whoa. say, yeah, <laughs> uh, I have to say though I'm not as near as I normally am. I'm actually coming to you from Sweden at the moment. Oh, blimey! Yeah, so... Uh, oh, yes, of course, because you said you were going to Sweden for... That's proper cold there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we got uh, serious snow and um, we're kind of... Uh, actually, today's been slightly warm. It's only been minus one today, so... Oh, that's boiling. <laughs> it feels it compared to, like, the minus 10 and minus 12 we've been having, so... Um, but it's absolutely beautiful here and uh, the, the snow is... Uh, I mean, it's probably about two, two, two foot two foot of snow maybe at the moment and uh, uh so have you done any um, naked birch twigging and jumping into uh, icy waters after being in the um in the sauna <laughs> no unfortunately not but uh, we have just come in after a lovely walk where we walked out on this uh, this big jetty out into the sea which was well it's like a kind of uh, like a like an estuary sort of area it's completely frozen over and then got a massive cover in the snow so really really surreal just sort of walking out this long, long jetty into just absolute whiteness. It's amazing. Wow. I've never seen a frozen mm. sea before. Yeah, it's really odd. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, it's lovely, though. Having a really nice time. Oh, that's great. Well, um, happy new year to you and yours. Um, sounds oh, lovely. Yes. And you've obviously got a pretty good internet connection over there as well, which is also uh, very yeah. pleasing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and Happy New Year to everybody as well. Well, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, this this show is a fairly loosely uh, based affair because obviously, um, as well as um, there being a being Christmas break, we've obviously got Nam, which is next week, starting Thursday. Uh, we're going over, I'm flying out on Tuesday, all being well, although I do see snow forecast at the end of the week. So it's yet another thing to raise my blood pressure level just before we leave. But hopefully, um, all being well, we'll be in uh, LA on Tuesday, uh, a day... A day and a half early, which will be nice, and perhaps I can, um, I can, we can get some other stuff going on. I think there's some show preview stuff, but so I thought really that this was it would be appropriate, entirely appropriate for us to talk about the uh, the Nam show and perhaps what was coming up. Um, uh, although Mark, I, uh, perhaps we could go in there first. Actually, Mark, you you said that uh, there's going to be an, uh, a Fairlight CMI for the iPhone, which sounds uh, highly unlikely, but uh, in fact it's true. Do you know anything more about it? 
Um, I don't know anything more about it other than what I've read on their Facebook page. So, uh, well, I, I, did, I found a little bit more about it. I found there's uh, two apps, one called CMI Pad and one called CMI Phone. Uh, and it said via the forums, uh, this was uh, Chris Trellis' phone, uh, as a little sideline, we've been developing CMI Phone and CF- CMI Pad apps. These are not intended to compete with a real CMI. No, no joke. But to give a flavour of the old girl, which I'm guessing is the first one. Uh, it's nearing completion, and apparently they were seeking a small number of uh, people to participate in beta testing, uh, oh, which apparently you can do... That. You can, I, I imagine you probably do that via... Um, uh, I don't know, via the Facebook app or something, the Facebook page. But uh, it's probably possible to actually run a fully blown uh, old school Fairlight CMI on, a, on one of those processes now. Are they going to make would... it synth station compatible? I'm afraid I, got, I couldn't tell you. I got bought a synth station for Christmas and I was utterly disappointed to find out that hardly anything's compatible with it. Um, so I want more synth station apps, I think. Isn't it just a standard MIDI? Uh, isn't it using the iOS 4.2 and uh, the MIDI? The synth station is the Akai, little Akai thing. It's a bit like yeah. the, um, just to describe it, it's a bit like the little um, uh, the QY10 keyboard, except it's more integrated, right? So it's like a little keyboard with a place to put your iPhone. Yes, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, except the only thing that seems to support it that I've found so far is the Akai synth station application right? and a thing called Nano Studio, which actually I'm so pleased I bought. Nano Studio. We did do something on that, isn't it? It's awesome. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. I love that. Brilliant. Um, But I'd like to, you know, I'd like to be able to access all my other applications, but it seems that you have to go through the Akai developer kit to get it to work and it doesn't just come up as a normal standard MIDI interface, which is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, but I, I'm uh, um, Akai Pete, who uh, I think may have had something to do with the development of either of those products. So SimStation is not, at the moment, core MIDI compatible, but I'd imagine that's going to be something they're going to oh, try good. and sort out pretty well, I sharpish. Hope, I hope at the moment is a clue, though, because it's kind of crazy that it's not, really. Yeah, but the thing is, is you know, when they first developed it, core MIDI uh, wasn't available. So, you know, okay. all these things have to, have to take time to, to catch up so you have you been um, creating uh, masterpieces on nano studio then i have yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant i mean it's just i i, I just i don't know i i mean in at the end of the 80s when i had my akai samplers and my 303s and my jx8p and an atari running whatever it was uh c lab something or another and all that sort of stuff yeah and all those kind of miragey kind of pianos and all that sort of stuff i mean it kind of it's like I could never even have envisaged with even with my forward thinking mind sitting with a bloody telephone and having the same kind of power basically i mean I've, it's got like a a, a sixteen pad drum thing in it and six channels of sequencing and it's just it just completely blows me away every time I go to fiddle around with it. I can sample on the thing and edit the samples and uh, put stuff in a piano roll and edit what I'm playing. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Completely unbelievable. Cool. I've turned into an old man now, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what they can do on these little things. Oh, it's, just, oh, it's just phenomenal. Well, Rich, I think we all tried Nano Studio, didn't we? Rich, did you try it on the iPad as well? I'd have to look. <laughs> if I did, it did make that kind of an impression on me. But I wanted to tell Mark that the... Uh, Recent version of the IMS20 will also respond to MIDI from outside. So I think it will work for you. 
Yeah, try that. Oh, oh okay. And it's, it's great. It sounds wonderful. I've not had a chance to up, update that yet. I did upgrade the uh, iPad to uh, 4.2, but I haven't actually checked it out yet. But um, unfortunately, I dropped the iPad, and it's got a bit. It's gone a bit wonky. Got a oh. slight crack. It's all right. It's okay. But uh, you know, <laughs> it lives. <laughs> but I don't think it'll take another drop. Mm. Uh, nor should it, frankly. Right. Well, anyway, um, let's let's talk about um, some Nam stuff then, shall we? Um, there's been quite a lot of. I think it's looking good. It's shaping up for a good Nam uh, kind of preamble. The first thing is, uh, let's say, let's start with the called Chronos because that's the thing that we know the least about. Although I've ju- I literally just this second getting a, uh, a an IM from a, my an insider in Korg US who says uh, regarding Chronos, we've been told to keep quiet until the NAM launch event under penalty of death <laughs> or losing our job, whichever is worse. So I'm guessing I'm not going to actually find out, but I, it, I, I'm hearing rumours that perhaps it might be a workstation. It sounded like it might be an arranger to me, but uh, they they released a teaser probably last week, which is literally all it is is a 3D logo flying around and a bit of kind of uh, um, highly hi- highly sort of uh, superlative marketing speak. So there's obviously going to be something big from Korg, if not more than one thing. The uh, the uh, Ital- the Italian version of that video, according to someone on Gearsluts, uh, Gear is saying that it translates to be workstation. Ah, okay. In on on the Italian, yeah. But so they let it slip, did they? Possibly. Does that mean the entire wing of Korg Italy have been Korg dismissed? Italy have been dismissed. <laughs> oh, what's happened there? Somebody's put, unplugged their headphones. I think. Sorry, my head. It's me. It is my headphone thing. I don't know if anyone's got a MacBook Pro, but my headphone just. Uh, it just they pop out, don't they? Pops out. Yeah, it's terrible. Needs a, needs some kind of headphone brassiere or pouch arrangement <laughs> for the MacBook Pro. I think some I kind of cod headphone cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid these embarrassing um, slippages. I was listening to that little Korg video and I started thinking about that, about the music made from the heart and, or music made from the head. That really kind of uh, got me because I've done lots of self-development courses and some of them are from the heart and some of them are from the head. And You, know, you have to go and try and find your essence and the inner you and all this sort of stuff. And then I tried to translate that to musically what would really blow me away in terms of something that could write heartfelt and logically kind of thought out music. And I just, I can't really comprehend what that might be, actually. I don't think it would be a workstation, though. It needs, I, you know. It, it would be an Akai synth station. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'd had, the, well, here's the thing. Okay, so you transport the Akai synth station back to 1988. And then I would be blown away. I would have probably sat there staring in disbelief at it. So what can they transport back from uh, 22 years in the future to now for me to, to look at them? Have Korg done that, do you think? They've invented the oh, time. I don't know. That's, an intro- that's, that's getting a little bit metaphysical, that, that for me, uh, in terms of synth releases. But I, I'm not sure what they could possibly do. But uh, we, So we are stuck completely with conjecture, unless anybody knows. I mean, Rich, you've been very quiet, and I know you know people in Korg but you probably can't say anything, even if you did know. I don't know anything. Um, I will be purely conjecturing along with all the rest of us. Hooray and, uh, for conjecture! <laughs> yeah. we we would, I, love, I love conjecture. <laughs> it's one of my favorite subjects, even on Isn't, its own. But, oh, yes, Gaz. I was going to say, the, uh, 
I wonder though if it is a workstation because I mean has the M3 and the M50 not been hugely successful because I mean if you think about like Tritons and certainly the M1 and, and uh, there was always you always saw loads of them around I very rarely seen anyone using these uh, this latest uh, generation of them uh, but nowhere near the same kind of visibility as previous. Yeah, true. Ones. It was. I mean, particularly with US uh, artists, it was. You know, that's the keyboard you, you have. You know, for the, for a keyboard player with using kind of high quality stock sounds and pianos and what have you and synths and bra. You know, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm not sure what what whether that's maybe may, maybe that's the case. And then releasing something else which maybe takes more from the previous range. Who knows? I mean, this is complete conjecture now. Yeah. Well, if I may proceed with my conjecture. Please do. I, th- I have noticed lately, uh, it, usually in some sort of uh, smaller uh, market form, new devices, hardware devices intended for real-time music creation via triggering of sampled material in a sort of a DJ-like fashion. But it didn't necessarily have the little faux turntables on it. Maybe it was buttons and a, a little screen editor or something like this. But it it offered and, – and you see these kinds of features in Tractor and in right. uh, whatever Serato's thing is, Scratch. You see these kinds of features. So what I envision – and I don't know if this has anything to do with what Korg is doing. But what I envision is taking a traditional workstation environment – Rompler, synthesis, virtual this, virtual analog, you know, all of that, and integrating it into some sort of hardware interface that in in addition to the keyboard provided those kinds of tools so that it addressed a crossing over musicianship issue between DJs and young mm. electronics guys. It have to be it have to be cost effective. It'd be like the Roland DJ seventy. <laughs> Is there a Roland product like that? No, well, there was a long, long time ago. Well, it was it was a kind of but again, it was their sampling the, keyboard with a with a wiki wiki pad on it. Right, right. And I remember I used to love I used to love the wiki wiki pads, but but <laughs> that's not really what I'm seeing these guys doing with these new like. And most of these boxes I'm seeing are kind of have this homebrew look with switches and buttons on them, and they're not quite fully corporately fleshed out in the way that Korg is going to no doubt present. But and and I. Don't, I'm com- again. It's complete speculation. I have had no conversations with anybody about. Mm. But I it just think if it ain't them now, it's going to be somebody soon. Well, it's interesting. What was their massive um, workstation super seven grand thing that uh, Oasis. Oasis? Oasis. Do you think it might be a micro Oasis? You imagine about the same size as the microstation. Well, you could use <laughs> Karma technology in the music yeah. creation as well, and they could integrate that, and that could be one of their hooks into marketing because they kind of have the market on Stephen K's software, I guess, maybe. Maybe there's some great uh, there's some great alternative names coming in the chat room. Uh, Gaz, yeah, I saw you. Korgos would be a better name, and then we've got Corganizer, uh, and uh, finally Corgasm or Corganism. <laughs> I, quite, I quite like either I like of those. The idea of Corganism. Yeah, corganism or corgasm would be fine. <laughs> what, what I want to see is a five-octave keyboard with guitar strings overlaid over the keyboard so I can play it as a guitar or a keyboard. Right, and then in, talking. And then at the back of that piece of equipment, I want to see maybe a, a, a pad around the same size as an iPad, uh, a ceramic kind of plate, and that's going to have like a 3D holographic interface so that I can call up a 3D holographic Beethoven. It has the mind, mind power of Beethoven in it, and I can just say, look, mate, I want to play something that sounds a bit like this, and it can do some 
you know, compose make me an arpeggio. Make me, make me an arpeggio on the fly, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I assign him to like, you know, channel one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and so on. You know. And we have handle on two, maybe Philip Glass on three. Yeah, and yeah. Then you just well, hold you... down a key, and it's pom 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 pom. <laughs> Mark, I can't see why that wouldn't be almost immediately possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, you've been very quiet. Do you know something? Yeah. Oh, but you can't say anything. It's a fridge magnet. <laughs> <laughs> a fridge magnet with a little tiny kind of, like a, just like a little uh, um, kind of digital digital watch kind of uh, birthday card tone in it. No, just a fridge magnet. <laughs> just a fridge magnet. But what a great idea. Just just says Kronos and you put it on your fridge. <laughs> Why ever not? <laughs> no, but it's been really funny looking at some of the speculation. I mean, it's just everything, isn't it, from the M50 through to... A, Another um, Karma workstations. I mean, it's, it, there are pages and pages of it on Analog Haven. Very funny. Excellent. Well, I mean, I'd like to think it would be something completely new and radical and uh, really kind of out there. I mean, it's unlikely we're going to get that sort of thing from any of the big manufacturers just because of the R&D. But, I mean, Korg, oh, I've got a pretty good track record of, of you know, even if it is an iteration, it's still got something special about it. So I think, you know... I have high hopes. We're looking forward to it. it may, we'll maybe it's got something to do with Sweden, actually. Kron, K-R-O-N, is a, Krona is a Swedish... It's time, isn't it? Money, Kronos. isn't Kronos. Krona. Krona. Yeah. Well, Kronos well, is, uh, is time, isn't it? In uh, Latin or Greek or whatever. I am, I, I'm massively out of my depth here. But, I'm, <laughs> but I know that, say, a cron job on a computer, which I do know about, is uh, is a oh, time based yeah. is a time based event. So I'm guessing it might be maybe it's just a clock with a fancy alarm. I doubt that though. Or maybe it's a workstation with a clock <laughs> <laughs> that wakes it's you up virtual. with some. It's a virtual workstation that wakes you up with one of your compositions. It's got a built-in virtual PS thirty-three hundred polyphonic. Oh no, there's a thought. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that, Rich. That's a great idea. Let's have that. It's it's like thirty. It's it's like um eighty-eight Korg monotrons in a programmable interface with um with a clock. Well, call me drunk with power, but if they can do the IMS twenty, there's no reason why they couldn't do that. Maybe no, it's um maybe it's every operating system they've ever had in any unit with a big dial on it and you can dial from 1960 through to sort of 2010 (laughs) well that's certainly possible (laughs) but let's perhaps let's move on to something that's a bit more likely shall we i've got a little clip to play um which i will play now hey what's up i'm scott kirkland and i'm ken jordan we're the crystal method we're here in our studio in north hollywood Uh, it's called crystal works um, and uh, we're sitting next to our favorite new device, favorite new toy. Um, about a month ago, Kevin and uh, some of the development team, top secret development team over at Avid, brought us their, um, their, their, their new child. We weren't sure what to expect and turned it on, and, and from moment one, it was just something fresh, something new, something that we hadn't really heard before you'll be completely inspired by this yeah i don't know um, it, it's uh, unique that's the one word i could um, describe it's so- 
There we go. That's uh, those guys lost for words almost when describing the... Now, this is where I'm confused, right? Because we're talking about M-Audio Venom, which is a polycell. I thought everything had to be Avid, so I'm a bit confused why it's called M-Audio. M-Audio, but... <laughs> Anyway, um, this is uh, apparently I will. Uh, what I do know about it is a 49-note, 12-voice virtual analog synth also sports its own inter- audio interface. Uh, obviously, uh, got leaked. I think there was a. Uh, it was either it might have been Italian or Romanian version, which had um, various uh, things that came out before Christmas. I I had been told about it, but I was under pain of death to say anything. I still can't say much more. And I was hoping uh, we did actually have an appointment to go and see one that was around here locally and have a go with it but um, we all got flu and nobody could do anything so it's a bit of a shame but um, from what I've heard for the guy who's had it in his house for you know a couple of weeks while he's been looking at it it really is kind of something special it, it's it, it, apparently the guy who did the uh, Alesis the last Alesis synth which I forget what it was called the kind of um, has, no not the synth it's kind of a workstation thing fusion. He's been work, the fusion he's been working on it I think it's no I'm I, he he worked on it, and apparently they really they they finished the hardware like a really long time ago, and they spent an awful long time on voices and voice architecture and that kind of things. So apparently it's real killer, and uh, that's in fact one of our first uh, appointments. I think eleven o'clock we're going to see that on day one of Nam, um, and hopefully we'll have something up by lunchtime on that because that's part of what we've been working on is a sort of more real time publishing thing that's not coming from a crappy mobile phone. It's actually going to have the proper thing. So that looks kind of interesting. Um, and obviously it all got a bit leaked early but I don't I don't see the point in holding out if you're going to put teasers up and stuff but that sounds quite interesting I'm guessing it might be similar you know it's a similar area to the uh, Novation Ultranova right uh, that's what I understand uh, there seems to be a lot of confusion because that, that was uh, the crystal method and a lot of the stuff that was playing on uh, in the background there was not it it was actually crystal method tracks from before this was around as I've been, I've been told anyway so that's quite. Um, that's going to be quite a big one. Is that going to um, float anybody's boat? Mark, could you see yourself getting hold of one of these things, or are you, are you not excited by things out of the box anymore? I don't know. I'm not massively excited by synthesizers anymore. That's because I've actually been honest enough to, with myself to say that after 25 years of trying to play one, I'm not very good at playing the keyboard, and I'm much better <laughs> at playing the guitar. So I'd much rather have something... A hardware rack unit or something that runs as a software unit in my computer is much more interesting for me. Right. So, uh, unless it does something totally phenomenal, which means that I have to have a keyboard as opposed to something I can just plug another controller into, it's uh, it's not massively going to interest me. No, well, that's fair enough. I mean, um, it, it seems uh, the, the people who I do know who have had their hands on it are quite excited now i mean obviously they are probably employees of uh, the avid motherload so they may well be saying that and knowing who i am because i'm a you know a synth news guy they might be um, it might be propaganda but uh, i've heard some quite you know there's some quite interesting stuff i don't know anybody else interested in it i, I tried to scrutinize the pictures it, it looked like there's not a lot of real-time control on there though does it it looks like there's like it looks a similar kind of setup to the blowfeld it looked me like with a matrix editor okay. on there i think yeah uh, and uh so uh um, that's always a little bit disappointing but you know uh, i guess if the if the real if the money's in the kind of the voice architecture uh but then i guess following up on what mark was saying you know 
how could it possibly compare with the computer software? You know, so if if it hasn't got fantastic real time control, then I'm not sure it's you know, could it right. really could it really compete with the uh, I don't know, but I guess the thing that's quite interesting about it is, obviously, they're going to be... It's got an audio interface built in, so you plug that into your laptop with your Pro Tools 9 native, mm-hmm. and hello. You've True. kind of got everything you need, have you not? But then if you look at the the Novation Ultra Nova, the, that hasn't got a huge amount of controls on there, but they're the kind of touch-sensitive ones. It looks like, uh, you know, it's got a long way to go to beat that in terms of, like, the combined audio interface keyboard... Uh, certainly looks like the Novation is a nicer unit, but this is very early speculation. Uh, so, mm. Well, it does exist. So, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's aimed squarely at the, uh, the Ultra Nova, but with, you know, built-in audio interface. That's got to be a – I, I have no idea how much it's going to cost. I have a feeling it's going to be really reasonably priced, actually. I seem to remember being told a figure. I'm fairly sure it's going to be very reasonably priced, sort of like, oh, really, kind of money. Which could make it a bit of a one of those things that just flies off the shelves. I mean, it's obviously got oh. a sound right because let's face it, M Audio and Avid haven't really got much of a reputation when it comes to making synthesizers. So it's a new market for them. I know, Dave, you 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 were kind of involved with uh, with those guys until reasonably recently. Did you hear any Did you hear any news on the grapevine? Anything you could uh, share with us? No, nothing on this. Um... No, I did a little bit of research and found that madly mad translation, which was quite funny. Yes, Howard just put that in the chat room, didn't he? What does he say? He says, uh, Roman Googlish, Romanian Googlish, Venom comes with 512 patches and 256 straight multi-sound patch layers made by the renowned team of sound designers in the world. All the Venom will find a classical arpeggio. (laughs) (laughs) I like I think they should use that in the English version as well. Excellent. No, I, think, I know it's got a 12 dB filter and a 24 dB filter. And right. According to this, it has 41 oscillators, which I'm not sure about. I think that might be 41? mistranslation. Yeah. Um, but I think it's lost in translation. Um, but um, the price point, I suspect, like you say, will be really keen because obviously M Audio is the more kind of consumer side of things and Avid is the kind of pro side of things. So, I, like you say, I think it's probably geared towards the prosumer market. Be interesting to hear. Yeah, well, um, you will. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna try and get to it as soon as I possibly can. Although I'm sure people will beat us, but they won't have the quality and the the the, the camera ship and the sound. Hopefully, as, as we do anyway. Hopefully, and we're gonna get one for review as soon as. And I think we got a good chance of getting one early. But I'm gonna have to work hard on that. I'm gonna have to put on my my nicest, creepiest voice when I go and meet the avid guys. But yeah, really, I think it's quite interesting. It's quite a major thing. Anyway, um, anybody got anything to add? Uh, have we spoken to you, Gaz, about it? Is, is it something that you would you would? I mean, it'd be quite useful, wouldn't it? Just take that with you, and you got an audio. If it's got like a a reasonably, it's probably going to have an octo pre on it or something, isn't it? Well, I, I I mean I I've recently sold my Novation X station, uh, and I bought uh, the Roland Gaia as a sort of kind of. But the, oh, did you? Yeah, but the audio interface that's got an audio interface into it, but it's very very basic. Uh, yeah. But I've been I'd been eyeing up the uh, the Novation uh, Ultra Nova um, again for the same purpose really as a an all in one kind of solution. Oh, that that has got an audio interface, has it? Oh yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, I beg your pardon. I was I misrepresented them. And then it's and it's got those kind of controls on it where you can actually control your kind of your monitor level and you know if, you know certain kind of audio interface controls 
on it on the and it also on the, the Ultra Nova it works with um, AutoMap as well. So quite nice. So I guess the Venom's kind of got its work cut out to to trump the uh, the Ultra Nova. So whether it comes out. At a lower price point, uh, we'll have to see, really. But <laughs> I'm not sure I how much the Ultra Nova is. Actually, I think it's probably... that's four nine nine. The Ultra Nova. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I imagine it's going to have to be in the uh, going to have to be in the right. It's going to have to be somewhere around there, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. It's exactly. But, what? Yeah. You know, and the Ultra Nova has got it's got a thirty seven note weighted uh, semi weighted aftertouch keyboard. So mm. you know, it's got nice hardware on it. It's got a vocoder. <laughs> which I know you could use the mic preamp on there. It's, it's not got phantom power, but it, you can use that as a microphone preamp for the audio interface side as well. So, again, you know, it, it's really got to kind of match the, the novation, I guess, in that respect. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Well, we'll in- see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's, what I find exciting is the fact that it's actually a, a new synth from a company who don't make synths. You know, it's always nice to to see a few more going out. Definitely. Anyway, you'll be able to keep uh, an eye on this uh, on the, uh, obviously on the Sonic State site during NAM. Uh, hopefully we'll be first or uh, amongst the first to bring you the stuff. Um, I'd just like at this point, uh, before we move on to the next thing, because there's also something very interesting from Kemper, which is the Kemper Pro-Line, Profiling Amplifier, which is quite an interesting concept. But first, uh, a word from our sponsors. Uh, of course, Yamaha are uh, one of our more, most loyal sponsors, and we want to say thank you very much and wish them a happy new year and hope that uh, they'll be with us for much time to come. But Anyway, also to say um, that they are want to bring your attention to the active monitors, which are the HS50M and HS80M, which are both um, active monitors. They're sort of designed to be a, a true studio reference monitor, kind of like the NS10M, which was, of course, the classic uh, white cone speaker, which was not active. But uh, everybody, I've got a pair in the in the back room actually, and they're they're something that you know I knew really really well. The first kind of speakers I knew really intimately. So. Um, what we hope uh, you'd like to do is to go and try them out because obviously I can talk about it on the podcast and uh, I can't tell you how they sound, but I do know that they sound like studio monitors. They're not flattering. They're just tell it like it is. So you have to work hard to get a mix on them. But the point is when you get the mix sounding right, it sounds right everywhere. It translates. So what they suggest that you do is to head down to your local Yamaha store or if in the UK, one of the Pulse stores, which is like a store within a store, take down your audio source, maybe that be a CD or your MP3 player or whatever, and um, plug it in and take a listen because that's the only way you're really going to be able to tell if if these are going to work for you. So um, please do that. Um, if you're in the UK, head to yamahadownload.com and you can check out where all the local Pulse stores are. Uh, I'm sure there's something very similar in the UK, in the US. Um, just to say, the HS50M retails at £149, pounds. the HS80M retails at £249. Uh, the 50 has a 5-inch driver, 70 watts. The 80 has an 8-inch driver and is 120 watts. Um, and please do go and check out. While you're out there, just go and check out Yamaha Download anyway because there's lots of interesting Yamaha-based stories and just artist-based stories that are not necessarily purely Yamaha. Uh, and, of course, we'll be visiting Yamaha at the NAMM show, see what they've got to offer. I still don't know what it is, um, but we're hoping some good things from them too. So, once again, thank you very much to Yamaha for their continued sponsorship of the show. So, uh, that was uh, a message from our sponsor, and we do thank them, as I said, uh, most profusely. Um, so, uh, the other thing that was, uh, that's was that been causing a bit of a stir is this Kemper profiling amp, which is, in fact, by, uh, I think it's Kristen Kemper, who is the guy, if, if I'm right, is also behind the brains behind the Access Virus synth engine. Is that right, Dave? Do you know? I don't know. 
I think it is. I think that's why it's all because it's it's being displayed on the virus stand, as far as I know. I'm going to go and see it there. And um, this is very interesting. Let me play a little bit of it because it's got the best voiceover from Thomas Vent um, that I've heard for a long time. Welcome to the Camper Profiling Amplifier Orientation Film Number One. Hello, I'm Christoph Kemper from Kemper Instruments in Germany in the city of Recklinghausen and I want to introduce you to a new guitar amp concept. It's the Kemper Profiling Amplifier. The Profiling Amp is not just another digital amp, uh, instead it offers a unique concept to approach a guitar amp sound. With this amp you can profile your own amp, that means um, you can copy the sound of your amp into this unit. Uh, this works a bit like convolution that some of you will know, but it, it's not convolution. It's something that we call profiling. I'll stop that there. But basically, as far as I can tell, there's a sec- that's the um, uh, orientation uh, video one. There's a second video where they go through the profiling of an amplifier. Essentially, what it is, is it's a, 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 sep- a, a box that has uh, presumably DSP in it that then you can feed stuff into your guitar amp uh, it has. It makes a lot of strange, unusual noises, and it sort of samples the. It's like a convolution, samples it back in, and then gives you the sound. And from what I heard on the YouTube video, it's pretty darn close, including the kind of drive. So if you crank it a bit, you get the. the so it's quite an interesting concept in in a box. Uh, and I guess the thing is, is it means that you could you could sample if you had a Fender Twin, you could sample it with a 58, uh, also dynamic, you know, other microphones, other things to make it sound the way you want it and presumably there must be other um, uh, things that you could do that, that would make it sound completely different it's just a, we have no idea on price availability somewhere around quarter two I mean I'm guessing it looks pretty boutique and pretty kind of expensively hardware so I got, I've got to imagine it's going to be a couple of grand I would, uh, but I mean that is pure speculation um, <clears throat> Rich is this sort of thing that would be kind of useful in the studio? If you could, just, if it, I mean, if it really did make that sound, you could build a library of stuff up and recall it quickly rather than have to set the mic up and, you know, rehire the amps in and what have you. Do you think it's feasible? Might be. Um, <laughs> it might be. I'd have to, uh, you know, I'm, uh, as we say in the United States, from Missouri, which is called the show-me state. But um, it's one wacky physical design. If, if I may say, first off, straight out of straight out of the box, that thing looks, looks like something I want to bring a sandwich and an apple to work in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I really think it's a wacky piece of physical design. OK. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it works and if it sounds good, that's cool. And this reminds me of something else that came out and I started researching and I found it and it's by Waves and it's called Q-Clone which would do this same sort of thing with your outboard gear and model uh, it yes. so that you could use it in software, which is sort of what this guy is doing. He says it's not modeling or it's not convolution, but it's got to be both. In other words, it's got to be both. How, uh, what, is, what else is it? Magic? <laughs> I mean, you have to create the sound. You, know, you have to store the sound. You have to create the sound. You have to call it on something. You're either call, you're either recreating it or you're or you're working with a with an uh, impulse response type of situation. But in any case, um, I'd like to hear it. Uh, but it really does look like a lunchbox to me. It's a funny looking thing. It's got that weird handle on the back. Yeah, it's I didn't like, see the handle on the back. 
It looks <laughs> it looks like something from a from a hospital, doesn't it? From an operate. An oh operate, yeah, like, yeah. Any, like yeah, a heart rate yeah. monitor. They're gonna be all right. They're gonna lay something on you with some jelly and take a look at some funny looking pictures. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what it does to the guitar amp. Actually, those I those ultrasound consoles look wicked. If you could get something like that as a MIDI controller, I'd be there. <laughs> But I, I mean, I'm very confused about this product. I'm mean, very confused for who it's actually for because it's, it says it's an amp. So if it's an amp, therefore, presumably, it's got like a power amp stage in it. And therefore, you wouldn't really necessarily use it as a live, uh, sorry, as a studio piece of kit. So, ah, right. Yeah, I see. So then now the look of it, as, uh, as Richard's exactly right, you know, it's not going to appeal to your kind of guitarist, really, is it? I mean, it's part far too techy looking for for that and then also it's uh yeah 50s uh, futurism bread bin says howard Scarin. <laughs> that's bang on howard. That's a, that is the title of the show right there <laughs> yes I, I didn't really yes of course i didn't realize it was actually a power amplifier i thought it was just a preamp but i guess it. calls it an um, amp doesn't he yeah, well, maybe, well, yeah. Because if it's an amp, then it's got colour, presumably, as well. Because, I mean, it's got, it's got to be a Class D amp. Because, uh, I mean, you wouldn't put a valve amp in there and then have that yeah. colour you're modelling, would you? Yeah. I d- no, definitely not. So, very strange. So, I guess we'll have to just wait and see on that one because, uh, yeah, very confused. It, it, I mean, I was wondering, you know, maybe, like, some touring guitarist who wants to, who doesn't want to take his boutique amps out on the road or something maybe you could see a use for it that way i mean i presume it's going to be quite an expensive piece of kit so therefore that'll rule out a lot of people so yeah it doesn't seem like a hugely popular device but i may be wrong so don't know i suppose though but i mean could you imagine if i mean presumably it's going to start in hardware you could see it being a plug-in couldn't you really because i mean i can't imagine it's got anything in there that you couldn't do in code and this would be the precursor to that but i mean something like that would be pretty useful wouldn't it i mean if you took you kind of go oh that's a really good guitar sound let me just take a quick impulse of it while we're here Mm. and then you i mean for somebody like you wouldn't that be a useful uh, device Oh, yeah, I, I, but I feel I'm swamped with kind of guitar amp simulators anyway. And uh, I always, I don't know, I just, uh, uh, I've got a bunch of guitar amps, which I always enjoy micing. So I don't know, not right. not sure. I don't think I would be buying one. <laughs> okay. Dave, um, when this first came out, I remember it was, uh, there were people saying, oh, on their comments on, on the story we put up on it, they said, oh, great, if they could do that with analog synths, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, be interesting. I can't really see it working with synthesis, but no, hey. too many too many parameters, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got very excited about this over Christmas. I had to do a session where somebody wanted a um, wanted to recreate the Isley Brothers guitar sound from Who's That Lady, and we tried and we tried and we tried and failed. And I was like, and when I read about this, I thought, wow, imagine <laughs> if you could take it from the record and feed it into this, and then you would get that and be able to play it back. That would be pretty awesome. So I was very excited about it, but it remains to be seen. It's definitely I don't think you can do show. that, because you have to play it through the amp. It goes, it sort of goes, woo, 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 woo. Mm. It makes all these kind of really bizarre, whatever, yeah. sound, Im- impulse yeah. recording style type sounds. Yeah, there was this moment, though, where I thought, oh, unicorns and rainbows and magic. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but uh, the, the, 
the fifties. I'm going to have to put write that down actually because uh, otherwise I'll miss it. What was it? Where's it gone? Fifties futurism bread bin. That's the title right there. I've got to put that in the chat <laughs> in my show I mean, notes. If it is the access guy, it's going to be very interesting though. Yeah, well, he's obviously a smart cookie. I mean, to be honest though, I mean, he must have been. I mean, if he did the virus thing, he, I mean, I'm sure you know they do iterations and various other things. But he's got to have had a bit of time on his hands because I mean, it's not. It, it, it's not like they're constantly releasing massive jumps in um, virusness, or am I being a little unkind? Right, right. I don't know, Mark. Do you kind of get excited by this, or don't you care? You're a guitarist um, now. Well, first of all, I love the way it looks, and I think it looks brilliant. And uh, when I look at it, it has to be an expensive piece of hardware. And I think where it's probably placed is. Uh, when I talked to my friend Thomas Nordegg, who I think is sometimes Steve Vai's guitar tech, or is he dead? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, he's, he's not dead. He's not dead. No. Okay, so Thomas does guitar teching for Steve Vai and I think also for Dweezil Zapper and some other people. He used to do Warren Cucurulo. Uh-huh. Maybe still does. I don't know. Um, but he told me about a piece of American modeling amp hardware which costs about two thousand dollars and i can't remember what it's called at all i'm afraid um but what this piece of hardware does that the line six stuff doesn't do is that it recreates the dynamics of the amp that it's modeling so i imagine that it's probably got to be somewhere in that kind of price bracket or Mm. as some kind of competition to that when i first started watching the video i thought well Okay, so it models and recreates the sound of your amp. And then I was thinking, how stupid is that? Because you've got the amplifier anyway, so why would you want to model and recreate the sound of it? It just seems totally dumb. I thought, well, are you, who are you going to sell it to? You know, if you've already got the amp, it doesn't make any sense. And then I, I, it kind of dawned on me that actually if you didn't have the amp, and if I went into a studio with Neve desk and really sure. decent mics and a really nice various different amps that I hired in I could model amps that I hired in and set up my own profiles and my own sounds do it with a really top engineer and come up with my own set of unique guitar sounds which I could always call on and then because the line six stuff always tends to sound the same doesn't it from amp model to amp model there's something about the tonality of it that you kind of go well you always know that it's line six or with any of them actually they always have like their fingerprint signature don't they so to a degree i mean i think the we did a review of the pod hd 500 which is as has taken a bit of a leap in terms of amp modeling it sounds pretty damn good i mean the, it's it's more to do with the variety of tones i mean i i, I think you know it's hard to uh it, it is hard to model something that has the physical response of a real amplifier you know because they are physical yeah, things I mean, and taste- air moves and stuff and all those sort of things I mean, the, 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 I mean, I've got a Line 6 thing for my guitar, and then compared to anything I had, you know, going, oh, we're going old man again, but 20 years ago, you just couldn't have got that sound, and it does sound like a, a mic'd-up amp. Uh, but it does sound a bit sort of flat and two-dimensional, perhaps. It almost sounds like the amp's in a, not really in a proper space, and then all the amps sound like they're in the same not really proper space. That's, mm. I suppose, what I'm trying to say. Right. So but it, it, sounds, it sounds like it's been mic'd up in a particularly uninteresting kind of 
space room. with weird reflections or something. All, right. And then all the amps, although you get difference in tonality, they always sound like they're in this weird fixed space. So if it could get around that, it depends. I mean, if it's, it says it's not convolution. I mean, convolution is just taking a static pulse of something, is it? Well, I think it must be something that's a bit more adaptive than that because obviously it's got dynamics and it's got all sorts of other stuff. So, <clears throat> so perhaps not. I mean, if it if it's two thousand dollars, then I'm not going to buy one. But if it turned out to be like, uh, I don't know, three hundred, four hundred quid, which it probably won't. But if it no, did, I'd go and not. buy one and replace my Line Six with it. I'd model my Line Six and put it on eBay. Well, know? apparently, it's also it's also got other DSP stuff like a fa- <laughs> you know that the, the you know we have we've only seen the modelling. There's also built-in effects and all these other things that are going on in there as well. Um, right. There's quite there's quite a lot um, of that but stuff. Then if so. If I take all my guitar pedals and set up a sound, it's not not, not going to be able to model that, is it? I mean, if I put a flanger on something and uh, oh, I don't know, and um, delays and things, it probably yeah, wouldn't be able to work. No, I, I imagine that'd be too complex. Too complex, I yeah. guess. But interesting, interesting. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's they've gone about the right way of creating a bit of a buzz, um, making it look a bit unusual, and also, you know, just just. I like the way it looks. I do. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, Nick used to buy all these kind of arty synthesizers off this guy in America and he's got something that looks a bit like that apart from the fact it's I'm rich might remember it actually it's kind of like a two black face thing with a big telephone rotary telephone dial on the middle of the bottom part of it and loads of switches on the top and it kind of reminds me of that it's like almost like a mutant hardware it's just I like bizarre looking things Mm. <laughs> it, it remind- I, I, sorry guys go ahead I, well i was just remembering i was thinking about like this and i'm thinking about guitarists who want lots of different tones out of their amplifier and i'm wondering yeah. you know whether it is like uh for the guitarist who wants to take a single amp out but it be able to be a uh a, a marshal or a fender etc etc and i and i just and i'd totally forgotten about it but in, I think it was in the early 90s, Seymour Duncan brought out an amplifier. I think it was called the convertible. And and the, and, and the kind of selling point on that was that you could actually, there was like a, like a little flap you could lift up and you could actually change the valve modules around. And by changing the yes. valve, yeah. and, and, you, and you had lots of different valve modules. But the thing is, I think it killed a significant number of guitarists because they were changing, <laughs> they were changing the valve <laughs> <laughs> it, well, I shouldn't laugh, laugh really, but yes, I know, I know. burn their, uh, burn their little fingers. Uh, yeah, you so. just wouldn't be able to play the riffs anymore because you just burnt all your fingertips. Well, imagine your poor tech who has to kind of change the valves, you know, in between yeah. tunes. But they were changing so, it with it still on, you see. And I mean, that's a hell of a lot of voltage going through there. And yeah, anyway. we saw something similar to that last uh, last NAM. Actually, it was a prototype, and it was a you could it had a, a interchangeable valve section. You could change the valves for the input section and the output section. Um, but it was it was also I think it ran at low voltage, which was another uh, obviously <laughs> obviously selling point. Maybe they learned that from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. I mean, I, I think it generates a whole lot of interesting. Sorry, who who was about to go there? Was that? Well, I was just going to say I think Mark's made a lot of really good points, and the opportunity to be able to carry with you a bunch of cool self created uh, amp, uh, whatever you want to call them, profiles, models, convolutions, what have you. Uh, is a very uh, attractive thing to be able to do. Uh, and we already have software that purports to be bringing that to you, and he's right. Everybody's Marshall sounds different. 
Um, and I suspect if you take three marshals into his box, they'll all sound different. But it's a cool thing to be able to do, and I can understand the I suppo- attractive. I, I suppose aspect. the thing is, though, it's, it's going to have to be significantly better than than Line Six products or the equivalent uh, to make you think, "Yeah, I need that," rather than this will be fine. I mean, because so let's it's face all down it, to how it feels. It's all down to how it feels to use it and how it sounds. Yeah. Really. I guess so. And, it, and, and it I mean, imagine you could, you could do that. To, well, what, didn't we cover that thing where the, with all the different Celestian speakers, just, just sample all of the different speakers for, through the same amp. That would be cool. Then you'd have like sort of 20 different, <laughs> 20 different speaker types on the same amp, you know, and all that sort of stuff would be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm. But yes, as Redwalk says in the chat room, viruses are on the higher end of the, uh, the price point. So we expect this probably won't oh. be cheap. And of course, it's European technology, which is is always more expensive in America, just because you know, because of the exchange rate and import duty and all that kind of stuff. Interesting, though. It's I think got, it'll it's be got to be somewhere up near two thousand pounds. I, I would imagine, but I mean that's a complete guess. Um, any other rumours? There was some stuff on Gear Sluts, um, which I quite enjoyed. Um, Various people, um, somebody's been Native Instruments, Core 3, Ableton 9, 64-bit, though Ableton aren't, in fact, exhibiting at NAMM. Uh, Dave Smith Instruments, uh, I spoke to them. I said, oh, is it, should I come and see you? Is there something that I need to see? And they said, absolutely, we've got something brand new. So uh, I'm going to go and see them. I think I'm seeing them on day one as well. Uh, uh, Dave Robinson's emailed us. Uh, Spectrosonics are announcing some hookup with the Moog Foundation, but not sure what. Yes, that's on. Uh, there's a press conference on the f- Thursday or the Friday, I think. Check that one as well. Um, uh, uh, Sammy Taters on the same uh, chat room um, speculated Korg EMX2, which is uh, electrized with an MS20 filter and a polyphonic synth section. Uh, Duophonic Monotron, Duotron, possibly. Anybody got any other rumours? Is that new electric guitar thing going to be on there? Have, has anybody seen that? What's that? It's like uh, I saw it on YouTube because I was looking at the – I nearly bought one of those Yamaha Easy EG oh, yeah, things, yeah. you know, the one with the switches on. And I yeah. found this other electric yeah. guitar which I, which has like a big kind of um, iPad kind of thing in the front of it and then switches on the fretboard. Has anybody seen that? And I've forgotten what it's called again, sorry. It's a new thing. Oh, I'll and Oh, well, I'll have to keep it. Well, send, send some link and I'll, I'll, I'll right look now. out for it. <clears throat> I, incidentally, I nearly bought one of those uh, Yamaha things. They've got the buttons, haven't they, for the neck? Uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, they're... Yeah, it, it's dead nice to play. You would think it'd be awful, but it was actually really good fun to play. But uh, you couldn't have you really got do one? Fast. No, I didn't, because you couldn't really do any modulation or anything or anything after. So, uh, you so can't express. Just, no, although I think actually that was that was the AG, I think it was, which is acoustic. I think the electric one does have a whammy bar, doesn't it? Oh, I think it yeah. might. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but isn't there? There is like a kind of toy, isn't there? That uh, that was developed for guitar band or something that you yes, can use. Yes, I think I filmed something last NAM on that, and that was really good. Uh, right. And it's got a like a little uh, strummy thing. <laughs> he said. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, in fact, um, I, I think it was a, a topic a couple of weeks ago that we never got round to that was just a really quite a good... Uh, I, th- I forget now. I haven't got the details in front of me. Mm-hmm. I haven't got well, this de- thing, I can't remember wh- when I saw this, but it was, uh, it was a, a white electric guitar-shaped thing with switches <laughs> on the neck and then an iPad-style um, screen, which you could touch the screen 
Is it called Zetar or something? Mm, but you, you basically you strum on the pad, so it it's it you strum on the touch screen, so and then you can yeah. do lots of kind of uh, you know make shapes on the touch screen as well. I'll have to find out what it's called for next week. <laughs> next week there will be no show because I will be mostly in bed at this time, <laughs> ah. <laughs> or perhaps not in bed, but um, very early in the morning and not really having time to do a show and then the edit and all the accompanying notes and stuff. Um, we'll be in LA then. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything. Oh, D- Dave, have you heard any? Ru- anybody got any other rumours? Dave, you heard anything that uh, you c- you care to throw into the pot, or that you'd like to see but perhaps won't? Uh, I can say that Isotope have got something extremely cool, but I can't Ooh. say what it is. Oh, and it's oh, very um, cool. we are going to see them. They've got B- BT. We're going to go and see. We're going to go and spend some time in a hotel room with Isotope guys and BT. Mm. That's all I know. I don't know what it is, but... Can, can I ask Dave a little question about that without giving the game away, then? Is it, is, it, is it Isotope in a creative space or, or a technical kind of thing? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine if they've got someone like BT involved, it must be something to do with creative, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, uh, he's renowned for glitch and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing completely because I don't actually know anything about uh, it. Looking forward to it, though. A, it's it's very such cool. a huge isotope. Yeah, I'm a huge isotope fan, so I'm, you've, got, you've got my uh, appetite whetted now with that one. Anybody else got any speculation or uh, any ideas? Dave, is that really all you got? Man with the finger on the pulse. Yeah, no, so, it is. I've been so a- busy, busy. A- oh, so a- Ableton are not displaying. They won't be. So they. They're not be- there. I imagine they might be on a on a distributor stand in some shape right. or form, but I don't think they're they're not there showing anything specific. Right. As far I, I'd imagine that's going to be happening at Mesa, if if at all, because I can't remember. Right. I know NI don't do uh, Native Instruments don't do Mesa, but I, Ableton do. Okay, because Live Nine would be a biggie, I think. So it's it's well due. So uh, I guess. Uh, I, I know the Ableton forum's been down for the last few days, so I thought maybe something was brewing. But um, ah, oh, I don't know. That is that is what I'm really looking forward to is Live Nine. So um, 64 bit, eh? Mm. Uh, as you're head mm. by the chat room, uh, rumor. Yeah, I heard Roland is going to do a Jupiter Di followed by a smiley face. Oh, <laughs> it'd be nice to see them resurrect the Jupiter range. That would be kind of cool, actually. I wonder if they'd ever do that. <laughs> Everything old is new again. It's yeah, like well, movies. why the hell not? It's like movies. We're making true grit. I think that I, I was listening to uh, another podcast I listened to it's, uh, this week in media, and they were saying that most of the movies next next that are coming out this year are, you know, Die Hard Eight. Uh, you know, they're all iterations. They're remakes or um, version yeah. new new versions. There's nothing yeah. nothing new. Everything old is new. Uh, any news about the Teenage Engineering OP One? They are exhibiting. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, they've, they've laid out their roadmap. I mean, they've said, you know, there's beta testing. We'll have something. They'll probably just be there showing. I mean, I don't think they, they might have a few more working models, I guess. So we'll see. Mr. Bowen? But, uh, yeah, John Bowen's there. He's got, uh, I, I spoke to him. He's got a uh, production model, I believe, uh, which he'll be showing. Um, who else are we going to go? Let me, di- let me see if I can find the diary, and I'll, I'll uh, I can, I can call out a few things, and we can guess. Oh, there's going to be something from uh, Eventide. I saw that actually. They've got a kind of uh, take a look at what we've got thing coming up. Ah, oh goodness! Oh, what's Sorry. that? 
What's that? Ah, What's that? I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's, uh, I found it. You found it. Okay. Uh, let me see. We're seeing Moog. Apparently, there's something from Moog. Um, Personas, apparently. Uh, Dave Smith, as I've said. Uh, IK Multimedia, apparently. Uh, who else are we seeing? That's day one. Uh, Eventide, we're seeing uh, on day two. Um, Isotope on day three. Korg. I imagine Korg are going to have some stuff. Uh Let's see. Well, we just that? talked about one. That yeah, they were yeah. has it? They have got well, a single crone or something. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, but they can have more than that stuff because they've got tons of it. Uh, apparently, Zoom, Stroke, Samson, PSP, AudioWare, Newmark have got some cool stuff. I can't say anything more about that, but uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and that's my appointment list so far. I haven't got any more to add. So the speculation and rumor is kind of. Um, is there Steve, uh, I, oh I'm hoping to see the Stephen Slate digital stuff because he did some they did uh, some uh, emulatory things didn't they which was uh, to do with the sound of emulating uh, consoles what's that noise going on in the background it sounds like someone's playing bowls Mark sorry it's, percussion. It's, 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 it's come through and he's having a biscuit I'm being ah, that's alright that no biscuit made of stone <laughs> while I'm speaking that guitar thing was by Mesa Digital Oh, okay. There's a video right. of it on YouTube, which I found, as you heard. Okay, I did hear. Yes. Sorry. About that. <laughs> well, post the link in the post the link in the uh, show notes, and it will go by. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we're pretty much. I think. I mean, outside of any other conjecture, I can't think. But the Eventide thing looks cool. They've done a really sort of lavish. Um, it looks like a desktop sort of box that's blown into space via a supernova. I don't know what the hell that's going to be. So presumably some kind of uh, multi-effects unit. I have no idea. But we shall see. Um, that's it. Um, obviously, if anybody has any requests for NAM, I've also got a big list of uh, people we haven't got appointments with that I want to go and see and try and pick up that, any interesting stuff from them. I mean, obviously, hang up a bunch of friends. Um, Marriott Pool Bar on Saturday night is our usual haunt for a bit of a drink. So if you're hanging out at NAM and you fancy uh, seeing if we're around, uh, we should be there from between about six and eight uh, where we go and have a drink and then go home and, and get on with more with our work. But we allow ourselves a little bit of uh, jollity. What are the dates of NAM? Uh, Thursday next week through Sunday. They will have some sort of Thursday, preview. like the 13th? Yeah. I'm going to be in LA through the entire thing. Are you? <laughs> Unbelievable. Are you going to come? I, without, without any intention to be. Ah. It turns out me and my entire family are going to be in L.A. that weekend. Ah. Unbelievable. All right. Who do I hit up for passes? <laughs> um, I can try, but I probably, you're probably, if you've got any, any of your manufacturing mates, they might be able to do you better. Because I think yeah. they can get guest ones. Because I can only get press ones. Which uh, get some, uh, see, make some phone calls here. Yeah. Well, oh, brilliant. If you're going to be there. Tequila on Saturday night. Well, Woohoo! Could be. I've got family. I'm going there for family uh, reasons. Okay. Well, I understand. I'm subject to my availability at any given moment uh, relative to their plans and ability. Yeah, sure. I understand. Well, anyway, I, I, that seems to be uh, – we seem to be drawing to a natural conclusion of the show. Uh, obviously, next week, our NAM coverage will be uh, rife and everywhere. So, hopefully um, – Please, well, do come and enjoy it because there should be lots of it and we hope to do uh, even better than we generally do. Um, we've got more tricks up our sleeves. In fact, I'm running the whole... I can't believe it. I've, I've moved all of our transcoding and FTP uploaded stuff 
in the office to a Mac Mini, and it works absolutely solid. I still can't believe it. I've got this bloody great Mac Pro, which is great for editing, because that's the thing that takes the grunt. And this little Mac Mini sitting on top of it with a pair of drives that I'm FTPing directly into. The other drive's just a backup of that. And it'll just transcode it. It's all Apple scripted with Watchfold. It's brilliant. I'm absolutely awesome. I'm so pleased. Although, having said that, it might not work. But, you know, hopefully it will. Um, so, yeah, we've got all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, and the idea is we'll film what stuff that we film in the morning. Uh, we'll be able to transcode uh, actually sort of on at the show and upload and get stuff on the day to, you know, our usual standard rather than just sort of shaky, wobbly mobile phone cam that was, you know, a bit flaky. So hopefully it should be, a be- our best year ever. That's what I've been telling the advertisers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, speaking of advertisers, thanks very much again to Yamaha Digital, uh, Yamaha Yamaha UK, sorry for their continued sponsorship of the show. And also thanks to all of the people in the chat room. We had quite a big bumper bumper week. I am definitely going to look into an alternative streaming method, though, but uh, I, I can, I'm sure you can understand I've got quite a lot of stuff on my plate at the moment. Maybe when that's finished, uh, we can get that. I found a, a way of, uh, of doing it that might be uh, more, just more better. So, um, thanks very much to everybody here. Uh, we'll say thanks to our guests in turn. Uh, I think we'll go in reverse order, though. Uh, Gaz, you get to go first, even though you're not closest. From Sweden. From Sweden. Yeah. Are, you, are you in some kind of uh, fabulous Swedish architecture, beautifully designed um, show home, as, as, as is usually the case in Sweden? <laughs> well, I have, been, I have been in this beautiful house up until uh, a couple of days ago, where... Um I've just come down. My partner's got a, <laughs> a, 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 a new apartment here, and uh, we just arrived, and it was a, in an absolute stinking, dirty mess. Right, <laughs> really not what you associate with Sweden. So we've been able to scrub and clean, and that's all I've been doing, really, apart, apart from the little walk I mentioned earlier. But um, ah, so you're you're busy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, Gaz, I, I'm never you never cease to amaze me with your uh, your locations for joining us on the show, and uh, <laughs> it's always nice to have you. So thank you very much. And I'm I'm guessing that perhaps this year will be the year of your website, right? Ah, well, possibly <laughs> next. It may be ready to go next week. Actually, I've got a I've got a placeholder up at the moment. So it's, well, what's uh, the URL? Come on, come on, come on. No, no. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, just, it's just it's just junk at the moment. But uh, okay, uh, I've, I've just been doing my discography, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, so all of, so hopefully next week that'll go up, and then my little kind of uh, history will be available for all to see and peruse. But in the meantime, uh, Rocket Gold Star uh, yes, on on uh, MySpace. Yeah. Right. Yes. Gaz's musical endeavours, what what there is, uh, which is, I think, (laughs) of date, but the website coming soon. Anyway, thank you very much, Gaz. Really appreciate you joining us. And uh, we'll say also Dave Spears, g4software.com, thank you very much for joining us. Going to miss you at NAMM. I don't know what I'm going to do, Dave. I'm going to have to hit you up to to find out the exact location of that Mexican restaurant we went to last time because it was delicious and I want to do it again. But, of course, a margarita won't be the same without you there. No, I will miss it. It's, I think it's my first NAM off in 19 years. Well, you deserve it. But we've got, yeah, a lot, a lot to do. In case it hasn't escaped anyone's attention, we've got a lot to do. So I'm yeah. kind of better off being here and doing some work instead of going out do- and getting on the lash with you guys. Um, but that it. restaurant is uh, State College and Catella. Okay, well, um, just drop me an email and I can, uh, I can put it in the relevant, print it out in my uh, show survival kit. But, um, yes. So, um, thank you very much, Dave, for joining us. And uh, I look forward to, um, 
I'll drink your health and have a lovely, uh, a lovely Mexican nosh up based on uh, our previous experiences. And uh, while we're going that way, um, we'll say thank you very much to Mark Tinley, uh, likebeing.com. Has, have you still got the moustache? Did you keep it just for because uh, you grow to like it or is it all gone? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Scraped it off as soon as I possibly could. I can't imagine. I just, I don't know how people can live with them, really. It drove me nuts. Um, there, and I there, is a residu- a- <laughs> there is a residual amount of guitar of, of uh, moustache wearing in the UK now as a, as, uh, as, a, as a result of that. Uh, I, I have to say, has anybody seen Simon Le Bon's beard? No. Yes. Like yes, I have. Yeah, he, he does. Really good with that beard. Does he? Really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks does, about yeah. 10 years younger, bizarrely. It's true. It's true. And of know. course, Nick absolutely hates beards. So, of course. <laughs> I think he'd look really good with a kind of Fu Manchu, um, Zapata kind of uh, moustache, Nick wrote. <laughs> but no, but, no, I couldn't get on with it. I mean, I, th- I quite liked the sort of bikery look, and it did kind of uh, go with the long straggly hair and the motorcycle but i uh can't do it well anyway mark thank you for joining us been great fun as ever glad you could make it okay you're very welcome much enjoyable happy new year to everybody yeah and let's, and everybody... Uh, let's have a prosperous one shall we yes let's hope so Fabulous. although i can't promise this show will be the source of any prosperity i can at least <laughs> it might be the pro- it might be the source of some hilarity so that's something well, well, maybe, you know, maybe it can be a Brief respite in the week from all the prosperity that I won't. That's be able right. To you can, your little bit of charity work. Pop <laughs> in and talk to Nick. <laughs> well, thanks, Mark, and also Rich Hilton. That that final chuckle there. Um, I guess we'll hopefully maybe see you in LA, and ha- if not, have a lovely family trip. But thank you very much for joining us. And thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, and happy New Year, everybody. Okay, well, uh, as I said earlier, um, that is the, the we're taking next week off. It feels like it's a bit stop-start at the moment, but that's just the way it goes this time of year because I'll be travelling or at least recovering next Wednesday. But from Wednesday, please do stay tuned at sonicstate.com forward slash news because there will be a torrent, I say, a torrent of news items, videos and such like coming straight from us. So um, please do stick in there. Are you going to yes, tweet them all? They all get tweeted anyway. Yeah, it's automatic. That. Oh, good. So, okay. so, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, thanks very much. That was show number 202. Uh, be available on iTunes tomorrow when I've had the edit. Uh, thanks, everybody in the chat room. Really appreciate you sticking around. Also, thank you very much to YamahaDownload.com for their continued sponsorship of the show. See you at NAM.